Welcome to Couch Grouches. This is Jim. I'm Joe. All right, so we're uh, driving in the car. Yeah. It's, it's, I used to do a thing where I would record on long drives just to keep myself awake. I would just record myself talking to myself. This, of so course, this is, is not a long, not, no, not yeah, a long drive. Is, <laughs> but um, it's very reminiscent of that. I haven't done it in quite some time. So I wonder if any of my car sounds will pick up in the audio like they used to. Oh, I'm sure they will. It's okay. Hey man, it's just we're you know it's it's real slice of life shit, you right. know. Yeah. So what are we doing in the car? We are on our way to go see uh, X Men: Dark Phoenix, which was recently pointed out that since the Fox deal has officially gone through, most of the branding now no longer includes X Men. It all just says Dark Phoenix with the X as the X Men logo. So people are speculating Disney's trying to distance themselves a little, just so when they do create a reboot it's not as jarring i suppose although well, i suppose no matter what it's going to be if advanced previews and advanced are not previews but if advanced reviews are of any indication um they're going to want to distance themselves from this movie anyway oh yeah so we are not going into this expecting a whole hell of a lot and i feel like we've done that for the last few x-men movies we've gone in expecting it to be bad and come out not as disappointed as most of the reviews make it out to be. None of them have been good movies. But not bullshit, dude. Apocalypse was vile. <laughs> Apocalypse was vile. It was a rough movie. That was a rough movie. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like, it's like uh, we post on social media. The question is, is this going to be another edition of Defending a Bad Movie? Or is this just going to be the room part two? Yeah, I mean, it's, featuring mutants. Yeah, so we definitely, um, yeah. Again, we're you know we're we're a little snarky now. We're reserving our opinion. Like you know, like right. I'm not, I'm not. If this predisposed movie, to yeah. hate, if this movie is great, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Right. If this movie is good, I'll be pleasantly yeah. surprised. You know. Um, it doesn't take much to entertain me, right? So I'm like, I, I don't have this like ridiculously high and we're not standard. Yeah, we're not going in as the typical film snob movie reviewer. No, not at all. Who's gonna say, you know, whatever? It didn't evoke enough emotion in me to consider it art or whatever the fuck people say. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> considering this this experience to be cinema. You know, this is <laughs> not, not cinema. Close. This is just going to see a, a goofy movie where. You know, shit blows up, and mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, that's fine. But um, I got to be honest, I haven't been, with the exclusion of Logan, because that's not an X Men movie. No, I no. cannot count that. I mean, I do, but I, you know, um, so I guess yes, we have to count that as an X Men movie. With the, ex- with the exception of Logan, I have had either just dreadful things to say about or really serious issues. With every um, X Men movie that's come out, yeah, um, including First Class, which all in all isn't a bad movie, mm-hmm. but um, January Jones is the most horrible actress yeah. who's ever lived, um, and she's got and she's done it in all of her films and on TV. She has this weird blinking thing that she mm-hmm. does that's really fucking distracting. That being said, First Class has what is probably my favorite scene mm-hmm. in an X Men movie ever. And that's uh, Eric Lenshire, Nazi Hunter. Yeah. 
because Fassbender speaks German. Right. So they, they really decided they're going to use that. They're going to use the fact that this dude speaks German. And, you know, he just the he's in Argentina with the two mm-hmm. with the two or three Nazis. And they just because he's looking for Kevin Bacon. Right. Um, who I'm a Kevin Bacon fan. Like, Kevin I Bacon's there's something great, wrong yeah. with Kevin Bacon. There was something wrong with Kevin Bacon in that movie. Um, you know, so I just, you know, I, um, you know, I, I that's my, one of my favorite I X-Men have... scenes ever. But other than that, you know. I like X2 a lot. Well, okay, so that's what I was going to say. Yeah. X-Men and X2 are really, are, yeah. I, I enjoy those films thoroughly. Now, mind you, they're very late 90s, oh, early yeah. 2000s, yeah. but that's okay. A lot of my like for it is like X2 was one of the first real superhero movies I'd ever seen. So okay. it's a lot of nostalgia for me, like going through and watching that movie. I love X two for the same reason a lot of people love X two. Mm-hmm. Just that beginning sequence of Nightcrawler in the White oh, House yeah. is awesome because I'm Nightcrawler is probably mm-hmm. my favorite superhero. Right. Um, we all know who my favorite comic book character is. Uh-huh. Uh, he will not be in this movie. We're going to see. Um, and if he if he is, um, it's really going to be weird. Yeah, if he is, I'm afraid it's going to be the shitty one from the the shitty Fantastic Four right, that we yeah. saw. Which I'll just get up and walk out. I will punch you in the dick, and I will get up and walk out. Because she has to ride the middle of the road, and I'll let you out. Um, yeah, so, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm not going in expecting Citizen fucking Kane. I'm, but I'm expecting it to be better than Fantastic, but I feel like any movie could be better than Fantastic. I, I, I'm forced to agree with you. I mean, I, I, I don't... I think we're setting the bar a little too low. Yeah. Um, hey, man. If it's better than Fan Stick, we'll say so. Right. Um, but, boy, Fan Stick was rough. That was a really bad That movie. movie's fucking rough. Um, there's nothing... Re- well, I was going to say there's nothing redeeming about that film, but it's not true. The beginning of the film is fine. Yeah. Like we said, it, it's not a bad movie until they become the Fantastic Four. If they really... If they cut it off... Right in that middle section before it says two years later or whenever, however long the time jump was, it would have been okay. Yeah. It would have been a, a decent movie setting up the Fantastic Four. And then maybe the next movie would have been bad. But Likely. <laughs> if the if the second movie was the second half of the movie, that would be the worst movie ever. Oh my god, yeah. It really <laughs> would be. Um Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, oh, by the way, in case you're not, you guys you noticed, no, no, Gonzo's not quiet in the back. He is uh, not joining us. We hope to have him back very soon. Um, he's okay. He is, yeah. Just, you know, he's just taking a break. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got, he's in a very busy season right yes. now. So, yes, he is. You know, and, and he doesn't have a short drive to my house no. so to record the show. So. Not as of yet. Not as of yet. Hopefully so. soon. So, yeah, that's, that's, don't worry, we haven't killed him and, and eaten him. Um, so yeah. Um, how's your week been? Uh, it's been all right, you know, a little, it's been busy, but that's just because, you know, we got, after this week, we got one more week and then school year's over, so we're ramping up. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's just been, had a job interview yesterday, went pretty well, so got to turn in some paperwork and we'll see how that goes. And then the rest of life has just been kind of going on. How's your week been? Um, my week has been horribly busy. Yeah. Horribly busy. Um, I did last weekend attend the um, Final Fantasy Quest of the spring season. 
and I had a blast. Mm-hmm. I had a really good time. So, um, you know, that, that it's it's going to be good to take some time off in the summer, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I had a really good time, um, and I have come up with a goofy idea. Yeah. And I'm curious what your thoughts about it is. I'm thinking about putting together an improv workshop for LARPers. Okay. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that definitely sounds like an interesting concept, so it would just be like improv activities to get LARPers more... Able into... to engage their care, engage their okay. characters. Yeah, that sounds like a really work good on, idea. Work actually. on character-character interaction, mm-hmm. um, help immerse themselves, stuff like that. So really getting away from... Um, so like not doing environmental activities right. because the environment is already there. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. you're at a LARP, so you're already in a semi-immersive situation. Right. Um, so you're already having to engage your imagination. You don't have to really totally engage the environment. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought about that. Um, I think it's kind of a cool idea. Yeah. I'm still exploring it. Um, hey, for those of you out there that listen, uh, let me know what you think. Uh, Joe, how can they get in touch with us? Well, they can email us at couchcrouches at gmail.com. They can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash couchcrouches. Or they can find us on Instagram or Twitter at, at couchcrouches. All right. Um, well, we just pulled into the parking lot. Yeah, we just parked. That's how short the drive yep, is. Yeah, it's not a very long drive. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, nine minutes and 40 seconds. That's our shortest intro. <laughs> yeah, that's e- easy. Well, I think last week's was an hour. Yeah, so like that. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll be back soon, let you know how things went, um, and then we'll decide whether or not we're going to do the rest of the segments. Right. But um, we'll definitely be back uh, in the studio to talk about uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, so get ready. Okay, so that wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. No, it, it definitely is not. It's it's not close to the worst X-Men movie. No. Um, because there are some really bad X-Men movies. Um, Especially if we count in the Wolverine films. Right, yeah. Um, but it definitely... I said this to you in the theater. It felt very Phantom Menace, where a lot of really boring stuff happened that was kind of putting me to sleep. But then towards the end, you get some really cool action sequences. Well, I, mean, I think there are a couple cool action sequences punctuated throughout the film. There, are, yeah. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna at get the, we're, not, the, we're not gonna get yeah. too deep into spoilers, but we're gonna mm-hmm. kind of we're at gonna scratch sort of, the surface yeah, just before Act Three. There's a pretty cool action sequence, and then well, I mean, and yeah. starting out in Act One, they just kind they of have, just yeah. start off with the the space shuttle mm-hmm. sequence that we've seen in the uh, trailers. Yeah. Which, as I had said to Joe, excuse me, um, is while not faithful well it's faithful but not like you know page for page but it, it follows um you know the origin yeah. of Jean Grey as the phoenix pretty well with her being you know holding the shuttle together to mm-hmm. to shield from the from the solar flare yada 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 you know them getting everybody out of the shuttle and then you know her not being able to hold it that type of fucking thing you know mm-hmm. um it's certainly better than a giant lake falling on top of Famke Jansen <laughs> um yeah so, I I I'm gonna steal your your comment because mm-hmm. it it's profound. Yeah, this was a better Dark Phoenix movie than X Three. Yes, it definitely. There's no better <laughs> description of this. This is 
it's a better movie than X3. So wherever you place X3, whether you place it as the worst, because I know some people do, if you don't count the Wolverine movies, I know people, a lot of people place X3 as the worst. I would say Apocalypse was a worse movie than X3. I feel uh, like yeah. I feel like there are there are a couple more. Just I don't know. Like I said to you, Kelsey Grammer elevates that movie a lot. He really for does. Me. He really does. Um, and there are some other pretty good performances in that movie. Whereas in Apocalypse, Apocalypse was kind of the start of really. I mean, I guess it wasn't really the start, but you could really start seeing some people phoning it in in that movie. Apocalypse. The entire film looks like it was shot on a green screen. Yeah. The entire film just reminds me of like a Wing Commander game from like mm-hmm. the 1990s. Like the entire movie, except much more expensive. Yeah. But the entire movie really, or at least three quarters of that film, feels like it was shot in front of a green screen. And it was Oscar Isaac had that really he, Ivan Ooze esque. You could not <laughs> do a better actor more disservice than yeah. covering him and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would, um, I guess I would, um, be that guy and like rate like I, I could probably all right let me try to do this let me say I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to mm-hmm. put the X-Men movies in order for me from best to worst okay um are we counting Wolverine films let's not because okay. because the best X-Men film is Logan though. well yeah the only the only good solo Wolverine outing was is Logan, Logan. all right so we're gonna eliminate Wolverine solo movies from this so we're gonna say X2 X1 X3. Um, nah, X2, X1, Days of Future Past, uh, Dark Phoenix, X3, um, Apocalypse. Or is it Apocalypse X3? No, you liked X3. I think X3. Did you like Days of Future Past more than X3? I think no, Days or, of Future Past is a better movie than X3. I would say my number one would be X2. Yeah, I mean, that is the best. Yeah, and then and X1. X1. Um, then it would probably Oh wait, you know what? No, hold on. I totally forgot. I would say X2, X1 first class. Oh yeah. Um was there a first class 2? No. First class 2 was Days of Future Past. Yeah. Was it? Cuz it was that was the next time we saw that cast. All right. So yeah, I so I guess X X2, X1 first class. Um Days of Future Past. Yeah. You like X3. I think X3 is a better movie than Apocalypse. I think I like Dark Phoenix better than X3, and then X3, and then Apocalypse. No, I think I would, Apocalypse I would is put, the worst. I would put Dark Phoenix above X3. So would I. I. I don't like X3. I think X3 is a better movie than Apocalypse. <laughs> I do think X3 let's, is a better yeah. yeah, let's let's put that out there. I don't think X3 is any good. I think there are good things about it that elevate that movie above the worst of the X-Men movies. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was a film. I mean, you know, again, I, 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 in the end, I've decided this. Mm. I want neither my two hours nor your $15. Right. It was, there was a lot of that movie where I was sitting there waiting for something to happen. And then when things did happen, there were also some cool non-action sequences. Like when you first see, uh, Magneto in this, in this movie, you get a pretty cool scene of dialogue and you get a pretty cool sort of mini action sequence there. Um, but it really is anytime Fastbender is on the screen, 
the movie gets a lot better. I will say, though, one of the most annoying things about um, First Class is towards the end mm-hmm. with Fassbender, where I don't know if he was filming it earlier than the rest of the film, mm. but when he's, like, uh, villain monologuing, yeah. he's not even trying to hide his Irish yeah. brogue. Like, it's just ridiculous. Mm. And I, I just, wow. It's I will like, also say, and we talked about this in the theater, this movie has some of the best use of mutant powers in the X-Men movies. It was very cool. It there are some cool. really, like, the action sequences really do stand out, and it's because it's like they finally got what everybody's powers do. Although they did some weird stuff with Storm, which is in her... Like, when she made ice cubes, I guess she could do that. Yeah, I mean... But it's... Did she make just, like, a centralized ice... I guess she can... Like, sh- cold I, I guess she can directly shape it into it the enough. cup? Yeah. I mean, that's more of an Iceman Yeah, gig, that's yeah. what I was thinking. But I, mean, I was that, like, if, you can't but, have Iceman. But but I guess that's if that's the worst that happens. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. It was, um, I mean, but everything else, everything else she yeah. did... Oh was yeah, very weather it was very, re- was very yeah. weather related. It was yeah, very much in in the vein of what Storm does. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, second that mm-hmm. with the ice cube thing. I'm not I'm not gonna bitch about yeah. it, but yeah, it's, it's, like, yeah, yeah. That, that it's wasn't not me really. bitching. It was just it's just weird to yeah. see that, but um, it was everybody's powers were really on point for like, hey, this is what their power is, and this is a way that they can use it and have it be really cool. I liked. Um, I mean, I'll tell you what, man. Is Nightcrawler not a Deus Ex Machina oh, in yeah. this film? They, oh, they, yeah. they use his powers like it's going out of style mm. to move so much plot forward. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And even sometimes literally move thing move plot forward. Yeah. Even even Cyclops. <laughs> Cyclops, who, in my opinion, of the X-Men has kind of the most boring of the powers, when he like bounces his beam off of stuff yeah, and, off and of does that. mirrors it's, and shit. It's That's cool. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um for me, and again, not too many spoilers, but when you watch the film, for me, my favorite moment of mutant powers was when Magneto went totally Magneto on yeah. that train. Yeah. Just when Matt, he just had a look on his face like, I have no more fucks to give. Yeah. And then he just just mm. did some brutal Magneto shit. It was yeah. very cool. Um, performances wise, um, so there were a couple that surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been a very big Sansa Stark fan. Mm-hmm. Um, she always, I mean, and I guess it's just the way she's supposed to play the character on the show and Game of Thrones. She was always just kind of, she was very monotone, very monotone, yeah. whiny, you know, kind of, um, she was okay. She, she did a she good did, job in this. She, she was did fine. much better in this than she did in Apocalypse as did the, the kid who played Scott Summers, yeah. I would say. Um, you know, you and I were talking about, well, you know, at least, you know, Fassbender and McAvoy will put in a decent mm-hmm. performance. I think we we often forget Nicholas Holt, yeah. who has been since the, that cast started, you know, has been through that, and he's very, mm. you know, he's very good in this film. And he he carries scenes on his back because he oh, yeah. interacts with Jennifer Lawrence the most, and she has been phoning it in since probably since first class when she first showed up. So I am decidedly um, a Jennifer Lawrence anti fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I've never. I've never liked her. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not a Katniss fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't. I don't like her. Um, you know, I. I can't. I'm not gonna be one of those people that's like, oh, it's a travesty that she has an Oscar. Fucking Marissa Tomei has a fucking Oscar. <laughs> you know, we don't have the sound effects hooked up, but you know, fucking Nicolas Cage, cue the bees, has a fucking Oscar. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, 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 that's all right. Um, but yeah, so she just you know um, detracts from every scene yeah. she's in. Um, you know, McAvoy was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, Fastbender was very good. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The kid that played Cyclops, mm-hmm. not half bad. Kid who played um, Nightcrawler. Put kid who played Nightcrawler. Put some work. So I love that kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that kid as yeah. Nightcrawler. He's, he kicks ass. Uh, he's really good. Storm was decent. Mm-hmm. She was good. Hey, man, she has a better accent than fucking Halle Berry oh, tried yeah. in the first one. I love how Halle Berry just fucking just dropped it. Halle Berry, the yeah, movie. she tried for like a couple scenes and then the rest of the time she's just like, eh, yeah. I'm Halle Berry. But yeah, so she's this woman has this, – this lady has a much better accent. Mm-hmm. Um, who are we missing? I mean Quicksilver was Mac. Um, and he, but he, he was just only, didn't have anything yeah, to do. He was in the yeah. whole. He was in the movie for all of yeah. ten minutes. Again, he was there to move the plot forward. Yeah. You know, in, in the space shuttle. Mm. Um, who am I forgetting? Jessica Chastain. <sighs> um, I. Um, so yesterday, mm-hmm. I'm standing in my kitchen, mm-hmm. and I saw something interesting. Um, I have a little itty bitty grill. Yeah. Out on my porch. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in my life, I am 42 years old. Yeah. I have never seen birds fuck before. Mm-hmm. But there was like one little bird standing perched on the handle of the the, the, the grill. Mm-hmm. And clearly the male bird was like flying around her, mounting her, flying off, mounting her. That was more interested than Jessica Chastain's performance. I really – we talked on I'd rather show watch before, birds fuck. We talked on the show before about how um, – Bryce, Bryce Howard, Dallas, uh, yeah, is, is, is the poor is man. The poor man's just, I think it's become the other way around in recent years. I mean, I Jessica think. Chastain. I, I mean, can you name something that, that like she was, that she was outstanding in? Like, um, I don't. I, I'm sure there is the something. only the the first thing and one of the few that comes to mind is is Zero Dark Thirty. Okay, um, I, I I'm not one for military propaganda, so that was. I mean, that's a good movie. Yeah, um, um, but she. Her her style of Ooh, her acting and her her sort of brand of of acting that sort of because she also a lot of her movies is her being that very monotone stern doesn't raise her voice a whole hell of a lot doesn't emote a whole hell of a lot worked in that movie where she is just supposed to be this you know government agent who's hunting Osama well, bin Laden and in theory in this in, film yeah. in this film there's really no reason for her to have. Right, any personality, and you'll understand that the minute you mm-hmm. see her. But, but, um, even so, it would be one thing if she had awkward pacing. Yeah, because awkward pacing would fit that character mm-hmm. because that character's yes, yeah, um, you know that character's in an Edgar suit. Mm-hmm. Um, spoilers. Um, you like that though? Yeah, yeah. it's good. Um. So if it were awkward, it would be like, oh, well, that's apropos. Mm-hmm. If um, – but what it was was just slow and boring. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, Part and, of me wishes that the uh, – her little underling that the black guy in the suit was. Yeah. He was awesome. He was I really liked good. him a lot more and he had a lot more presence mm-hmm. than she did in this movie. Yeah. Um, even just like him fighting with Fastbender, like – he was far more intimidating than she was the whole time when she was on that right. train. Right. Um, it's yeah. I mean, so you know the um, the the little kids with their two minutes of dialogue were better than Jessica mm-hmm. Chastain. I mean, and again, this isn't just like hating on Jessica Chastain, yeah. but like honestly, she detracted mm-hmm. from that film. I did. I will also say the the child actor that they got to play young, young Gene was really was really good. good. Yeah, Re- yeah. They did some flashback action. Mm-hmm. It was good. Um, I'm glad they brought her back when they did too. Like, yeah. you know, an appropriate place to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, I 
I guess all this does now. Mm-hmm. So there was a bit of finality mm-hmm. to it. Um, although obviously the, the movie ends in such a way where there's an open end to it, yeah. which is fine. It just tells you that this shit's going to go on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just the whole tone of it definitely had a, a finality to it yeah. going, okay, this is it. You know, the only reason that Disney released this mm-hmm. is because they already fucking made it. Yeah. Might as well see if they can make any of the money back, which is exactly I what I did happened. like in the end, this movie ends the same as the first one ends with the two of them playing chess. Yeah, I, that's I like, very cool. I yeah. like that yeah. little, yeah. Um, but the um, only thing that we, you know, and I'm sure, and you know, we were walking out of the theater and everyone was talking about it. You know, uh, with the X-Men, what does Marvel do now? Mm-hmm. Now that they've got this albatross off their neck. Yeah. You know, and my first instinct is, so this film's going to do okay. Mm-hmm. This film's not going to, I don't know if this film's going to make back its money no, it's, after its marketing budget. It's going to do okay opening weekend and yeah. it's going to fall off. So what I'm going to say is, yeah, I think that, um, and I feel bad because this is actually colder sounding than it's intended, but Disney's going to try to distance itself from the stink of this movie mm-hmm. before it touches the X-Men again. Right. Yeah. And I truly believe that. I think that, um, you know, there's enough other stuff in the Marvel universe right. to um, to monkey with mm-hmm. that you don't have to just go full X Men to start. Yeah, like and, you know, and we've made jokes about it. We made jokes about it when we're in the car recording and stuff like this. You know, um, I think there's now enough distance between um, Fan Four Stick, yeah. and you know, using the Fantastic Four now. You yeah, know. I think I think depending on how long Phase Four of Marvel is. Wait a minute. How did that never occur to me? Hmm. Of course they're going to use the Fantastic Four. In Phase 4? Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> it's right there. I mean, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's right fucking there. But, yeah, depending on how long the phase this is. This is Phase 4 this now. Is or phase or four. Um, Spider-Man will be the end of Phase Spi- 3. Yeah, Spider-Man is the last movie of Phase 3, and it sets up phase what four. Phase 4 is going to be. Um, and I feel like... Again, because phase phase two and phase three went for a long while. It would seem, yes. Um, I mean, just like movie-wise, there were a lot of movies packed there into were, those phases. Yes. So depending on how many movies they want to pack into phase four, we might not see anything from the X-Men until late in the phase. Or it's phase five. Yeah, and um, – I think maybe we'll get some flashes of some of the bigger names. I think they might try to put a Wolverine in somewhere before he becomes an X-Men um, and throw him in, you know, if they if they decide to bring, do some more Hulk stuff, they might bring Wolverine in there. Or, there's a couple or do different places. Like there's, a, there's a bunch of places um, you could do it. But, you know, like we've – I mean I think we've said it on the show before – it's. I think they're gonna bring the X Men in, and they're gonna bring the Fantastic Four in as already established. I don't think we're gonna get a whole lot of origin. Story I think stuff you're gonna see. It. I. I think you're not gonna see an origin story for the X Men. I think you are gonna see an origin story for the Fantastic Four, and here's why: because mm-hmm. they haven't done it right yet. Yeah. Okay. That's my thing. They haven't done it right yet. They haven't established the characters the right way. They haven't. Um, they really haven't established the characters great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's beyond the fact that I'm going to bring it up, but you know, they haven't treated Victor correctly. Yeah. Um, and he is, you know, if you're gonna, you know, uh, he's kind of integral to certain aspects of mm-hmm. the formation of that team. Only that, you know, I mean, what happens to him, you know, happens before they become the fantastic right. four, right. you know, when, when he, when his experiment blows up in his face, mm-hmm. but but I think, so you don't even really need to have Victor in a Fantastic Four film to start. Um, but honestly, you know, um, Fan Forstick, I thought, laid down a little better backstory, mm-hmm. at least um, in the um, relationship between um, Reed and Ben. Yeah. I think yeah. you saw, you, you got to see the beginnings of that right. and how it developed. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that um, there's an opportunity to um, set up a family unit, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I also think they might. I think with their direction in the Fantastic Four, they might do maybe not a full on like Black Panther and Civil War, but have them do a small, even just like a post credit scene, like they did for Captain Marvel, where yeah. they're set up before they do their origin story. I think they're going to be already in the world and then they'll go back and tell their story instead of that's my idea for Doctor Doom right I mean my idea for Doctor Doom you end the first Fantastic Four movie because you haven't had Doctor Doom in it because obviously the Submariner is going to be your fucking villain Mm -hmm. Um, because you don't use Galactus um, you know and the the end of Fantastic Four you know is when you do a minor reveal of Doctor Doom and then of course after that you have the Doctor Doom solo movie Mm -hmm. this is all my world can I say it's just the way it should be? Um, I, um, I I don't know. There's there's a lot to do. There's a, there's a lot that they can do. Um, but there's definitely going to be a whole lot of distance between now with the release of this movie, and even maybe because New Mutants is still getting released, and that's tangentially connected. But I get the impression that the New Mutants, um don't have any X-Men connection. They don't seem yeah, to have any than, X-Men. Other than con- the fact that their characters are mutants. Yeah, right. there's not really They don't a... seem to have any X-Men connection, at least in all the stuff that they've shown. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of me is like, okay, well, let's see what happens. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and evidently that movie's been uh, edited and re-edited and right. re-edited yeah. and edited so many times. You know, without reshoots and then a, a reshoot here and there. So honestly, at this point, that movie might end up just getting put on some kind of online platform or so something. So like initially, that. the thought was that it was going to be on Hulu yeah, or yeah. on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. You know, they were going to, or Netflix even at that point, they were just going to release it. But now I think they're saying again that they're going to do a theatrical release. Mm. You know, and I think, and I think it's smart because, um, you got to try to make your nut back on mm-hmm. it and you're not going to make the kind of money. Right. You, you know, and it's unfortunate, you know, it's like, Oh, we're the only doing it for money. Well, this is not, it's not show friends. It's show business. Yeah. Um, as wrestlers would say, um, but still you, um, if you're Marvel mm-hmm. and you just bought this property, right. You know, you just bought 20th century Fox mm-hmm. and you desperately want to try to, you know, you know, recoup some of that organization's, mm-hmm. you know, expenses, liabilities. You know, you 
you do it the best way possible. Now, mind you, they're not spending any money on marketing this fucking thing. Right. They're, I haven't seen a trailer for it in almost a year. Yeah, I, cu- I couldn't tell you when this movie came out because the marketing has just been non-existent. You mean New, Mut- New Mutants? Yeah. yeah. I have no idea. I, no I think idea. it's supposed to come out either sometime this year or maybe next year. Well, yeah, but based on which um, thing, and that's the right. question. Um, again, I, I don't know. I don't know what. I, I know think we covered it in our 2019 movies. Yeah, I, I mean, we... and they're literally saying it's you know according to, it's a it's an upcoming American horror film in the superhero genre. That has been debated a lot. Yeah. So, um, but originally it had an August. 2019 release date. I don't know if that's still happening. Um, so let's just take a look. It was originally okay. So it is set to be released on April 3rd, 2020. Okay. It was going to be released eight. Okay. So just to give you an idea of how long this movie's been in the can. <laughs> right. It was originally going to be released on April 13th, 2018. Jeez. However, the film was delayed to February 22nd, 2019 before being postponed again to August 2nd, mm-hmm. 2019. Um, in March 2019, um, the Hollywood Reporter actually indicated the film might not be released per its schedule and could be instead released on um, Disney+. Plus. However, um, at this year's CinemaCon, Disney confirmed the film will, be, will, will keep its theatrical release, but they pushed it to April 2020. So I, you know, I don't know. I don't know that what that kind of does for me though is um, how is that you know they're going to release it in twenty twenty they're going to release it in April twenty twenty mm-hmm. is that going to fuck with other Marvel films? I'm trying to think what they had announced for twenty twenty. Or is there a possibility that they're trying to make this film? One of the reasons they're recutting it is they like they're trying to like mold it into a Marvel Cinematic Universe film, which would be kind of silly. Um, I don't know. I just I, I I question the placement of that release, but you know, people far more yeah. savvy than I are making these decisions. You know, who the fuck am I? I'm a, I'm a fat guy on a podcast. I don't know. If, I don't know if to, I don't know if that movie's going to do anything. I don't know if that movie's going to be a blip on anybody's radar. I don't know if anybody gives a shit anymore. No, I don't don't think they do. That's the problem. I think, you know, I mean, we're literally, you know, that that movie's, I mean, was supposed to be released over a year ago. Right. You know, which means that movie's probably been finished for two years Mm -hmm. or close to it. So it's, you know, you know, there, and I can be honest, there wasn't a whole lot of buzz to begin with. Right. The biggest thing about it was, um, uh, the girl who played Arya Stark on Game of Thrones right. is in it, and, and she she is yeah yeah she is in it. She's she's uh she's Wolfsbane, but that was like she was their biggest name in that movie, as far as I remember. I think she's the only name in that yeah. movie. Um, I could take a look. I remember it. that trailer dropping, and I watched it, and I was like, I have no idea what the fuck this movie is going to be. Uh-huh. Um, and I really don't care, and I feel like that was a big reaction from most people after watching that trailer. Um, you know, it's, I feel like they're definitely, so I'll just tell you right now in March, 2019, um, Fox executive Emma Watts described the new mutants as the final film in the X-Men series. Okay. Like she literally said it, it is, it is going to mm-hmm. be put out and it's going to be the last fucking X-Men movie. Yeah. So in other words, obviously the last Fox X-Men movie, yeah. but 
Um, but yeah, there. Yep, yeah, I, I don't know who that is. Um, Easy Williams, I know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Heaton, why do I know who that is? Oh, because he's the dude on Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Sam Guthrie. That's fine. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is, and I don't know who that is. All right, so okay, so there's a couple of people, um, and evidently. Um, Antonio Banderas had been cast as an undisclosed villain to appear in a post-credit scene. The scene was changed and reshoots from a version where John Hamm portrayed Mr. Sinister. Okay. I mean, John Hamm as Mr. Sinister would be pretty fucking cool, actually. It would be pretty fucking cool, but that's all right. Um, Yeah, so... Why couldn't we get that movie? I'd watch that fucking movie. (laughs) I'd watch fucking... John Maybe Ham, Marvel John Ham as Mr. Fucking Sinister. Maybe Marvel when they do bring the X Men in, or bring ha- I John Ham as Mr. I, Sinister. Maybe I mean you could really do a bunch of stuff with Mr. Sinister. I mean, he's, I mean you could do a bunch of stuff with John Ham. You do a bunch. Of stuff I would with John love Hamm. to see John Ham in the MCU. Yeah, I also thought John Ham would make Jesus. a great Lex Luthor in the DC universe. But I still think I don't know. I pulled it on my ass today during the um, dur- during the yeah. the Hobbs and Shaw trailer. Um, they say that you can cast Idris Elba in anything. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't Idris Elba play Lex Luthor? He'd be a great Lex Luthor. Or J. Jonah Jameson. But, but he can't because he's already right. in the MCU. But when you, when you think about – Terry Crews should play J. Jonah Jameson by when the way. You, when you think about um, – what was I just going to say? I'm sorry. Oh, when you think about Lex Luthor and you think about like – because I always go to the Clancy Brown Lex Luthor. That's because the right answer. Yeah. And he just has that very – deep intimidating voice oh, sure. and so does Idris Elba and so does John Hamm like there's a lot of actors that could fill that role in a live action space so on Supergirl mm-hmm. strangely enough and evidently I haven't watched it because I haven't I'm so I'm like three seasons behind on my DC my yeah. w, my WBB uh, DC shows mm-hmm. which I love I just haven't had a chance yeah. no, I think I'm like two seasons behind but evidently Lex Luthor on Supergirl is played by John Cryer Hmm. And it's like, oh, that's weird. But evidently, he's strangely effective. Okay, they go in a different direction with him. I mean, anything's got to be. I mean, yeah. anything's got to be better than what the fuck's they, his name? They Jesse went, Eisenberg. Yeah, they went with no, in a different direction with Jesse Eisenberg, and that fucking sucked. But we did get two seconds of seeing Joe Mangiello as uh, as fucking Deathstroke. Uh, Deathstroke. Yeah, poor Joe. <laughs> poor Joe Mangiello. I would still, I would still love to see him show up in it. Yeah. I mean, they got Pattinson as Batman now. Let's let's see some Deathstroke in a Batman movie. So, by the way, I don't know if you're noticing this. We're not following the normal format. No, we're just no. We're just gonna we're just fucking we're just, just, talk, we're just yeah. bullshitting. So you know, bam, 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 bam. So we're talking about fucking um, fucking uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite thing about Rotten Robert Pattinson as Batman is all the fucking angry people yeah. that are just you know that are that were angry when Ben Affleck was Batman and that or if, angry when Heath Ledger was the Joker and that. If they were alive at the time, would have been angry about Michael Keaton as Batman. You know? Right. Um, so I posted something on Facebook a while ago mm. about this. Back I'm, when it was just rumored. Back, back when it was yeah. rumored. Well, no, I think it was. It was when it, it was, was. It was. He was in talks. He was he one yeah. of the finalists. Yeah. Let me just take a look. I'll tell you exactly when it was. Let me see. You talk while I'm looking for shit. But really, I like the idea. I think Pattinson is going to do a really good job. I think people associate Robert Pattinson with the Twilight movies. And Robert Pattinson fucking hated the Twilight movies. Robert Pattinson was in that movies to collect a paycheck. Robert Pattinson has become like this indie darling yeah. actor. Yeah. And every like a lot of the shit that he does when you watch him in movies that are not the Twilight movies, 
he does a really fucking good job. So I posted this actually the day that he was announced. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to just read the post because it's actually – I did not put this on um, on the Couch Grouch's uh, Facebook page, but it was mm-hmm. on my personal one, which I'm not going to tell you guys. So this post began as a short few thoughts on Robert Pattinson as Batman and quickly devolved – and quickly uh, devolved. Is anyone surprised? <laughs> um, OK. First of all, give the guy a chance. Separate him from Twilight. And you have an actor with a fair amount of emotional range, a good starting physique, and is young enough to play the character for some time. People are hating him because of Twilight. Mm-hmm. Stop. Two, I seem to remember a huge amount of hatred for a number of casting choices related to, uh, to um, the various Batman films over the past 30 years. Michael Keaton and Heath Ledger come to m- first to mind. I think we can both agree that those both worked out very well. Oh, yeah. Three, no one anyone was going to be right for Batman. No one was going to, no one was going to not get hate. Affleck was not the problem with the last few movies. As a matter of fact, his back and forths with Jeremy Irons, Alfred are some of the highlights of those films mm-hmm. and are really like, that's one of the things I'm saddest about is that Jeremy Irons yeah. isn't going to play Alfred. Um, it's easy to blame one person. If something doesn't work out the way you want. Open-mindedness is difficult. I know, uh, but try it on. It's what we adults do. Okay. And then a little bit of a rant. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to the point over the past few days of getting annoyed with pop culture negativity on a new level and from a different perspective. I would say 99% of the people who bitch about Game of Thrones, Batman casting, Star Wars, etc. have never produced a successful creative work or even a complete mm-hmm. creative work. Um, and... Of that 99%, I think I can safely say that a wide majority of those have never even tried yeah. to create something. I'm so fed up at this point that I uh, that I can say with little or no reservation, kindly go fuck yourself. Uh, enough. Your opinion has been heard. You have no leg to stand on. Just continue consuming and shut your gaping maws. You know, uh, it's and I, I stick by that. Um, well, that's all the people bitching are still going to go see this fucking movie. Yeah. Um, well, you know, and I liken it to Yankee fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Yankee fan. Um, but the um, no one hates the Yankees mm-hmm. more than Yankee fans. Yeah. It's like we say nobody hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. It's- well, Star Wars fans are the most despicable people right. on earth. And I've said that many times. Um, we are the worst of fandom. And I say we, mm-hmm. you know, um, because unfortunately – while I'm not the worst of fandom, there are too many fuckers that look yeah. like me, sound uh, like me, and smell like me that fucking are, are horrible fucking, people. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones in the first Men in Black movie. A person can be smart. People, people are, are dumb, dumb, dumb. dumb. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, I don't know. I just um, – I'm not going to hate on Pattinson. I'm not. Um, you know, he's a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you need someone – and I've always said, and I've always agreed with this, and I've there are a couple of people that I have, um, uh, people whose opinions I really respect. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is um, a guy who's a writer um, and used to be a columnist and is on my uh, – a columnist for like Entertainment Weekly mm-hmm. and like The Hollywood Reporter. And he's also on my – one of the podcasts I listen to with Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. a fat man beyond, guy named Mark Bernardin, who's a black dude by the way, mm-hmm. has always said that, you know, you can't have a not white Batman because the whole point of Batman is he's the man. He's a right. wasp. He's yeah. 
this he's he's whitey mm-hmm. and you know who's using his privilege to you know what does this guy do with his money he buys gadgets and shit yeah. to fight crime so and he punches people really hard in the face yes so i don't know let's let's just, let's see how white bread does i really i think the way that they say that this movie is going to go is they really they want to make it a detective story right which is what batman is and now they haven't announced anything about who villains are going to be. There's speculation um, that it could be Penguin. Uh, there's also speculation, I think they said, uh, there's a possibility that um, Catwoman could be a villain in this movie. You know, there there are talks about different villains. But overall, they want this movie to be a detective story and they want it to be a, a Batman detective story. And I think Pattinson... One is going to bring a lot to the role of Bruce Wayne. I think he can do the fake charming to yeah. cover up the fact yeah. that he is always in tremendous pain and always waiting to don his suit and go out and beat the shit out of people. Sure. And I think if you get past Twilight where you think, oh, if that's how he's going to brood, it's going to be shitty. He's not going to brood like Edward fucking Cullen. Right. Because – Batman is not Edward fucking Cullen. Correct. And he's an actor, so he's going to act differently. Well, <laughs> you'd like to hope so, at least. Um, so do we think that – so I meant to oh, – I mean I meant to talk about this actually. Um, well, I guess we're going to do it on the show. Do we think that there's ever going to be any crossover between this – fascinating but um i'm really unsure uh joaquin phoenix joker movie and the mainstream batman movie i mean here's the thing if they have pattinson as batman Mm -hmm. joaquin phoenix is clearly much older than robert pattinson so it would be interesting to see a story because typically when you see batman and the joker it is Joker has not established himself until after Batman. Has. Right, but his age is indeterminate. Though. Right. But I think it could be cool if in this Joker movie they there is the the snippet in the trailer where on the news they say, you know, this guy's hiding behind a mask. We, that's not necessarily Batman, but it's what people are thinking it's alluding right. to. Right. I think it would be interesting to see a Gotham that already has a Joker before Batman shows up. Interesting. Cuz that's a that's a take that I don't know if you've ever anybody's ever really Not done. That I can think of. No. Yeah. So I think you know, if they did have this Joker movie with in a in a world with no Batman, it could be really cool to see Batman, you know, Bruce Wayne comes home from his training and comes into this Gotham that already has clowns running rampant and it has, you know, a penguin with the iceberg lounge as his front. And it has, you know, there's Harvey Dent there who's trying to clean up the streets, but he's fighting a losing battle. And there's Jim Gordon who's, you know. The only good cop right. in Gotham, yeah. I think it could be a really interesting story to tell. And it could really add to a detective story if it if Gotham already has a supervillain and have Batman pop up as a superhero after the fact. It's interesting. Um, 
Or they could just do year one. They really could, yeah. They could just do year one, just just for once and for all. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna, like, you, you know, even with the good thing about year one that I always liked is that it's not really a Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a Batman origin story, but it's not a Batman origin story. Right. It's literally Batman's first yeah. year, mm-hmm. and of course, the main character of Batman year one isn't Batman. Right, it's, it's Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon. Um, which, so they won't do that, but no. I mean, it's, uh, you know, and the only, he's just taken on mob bosses mm-hmm. in year one. Yeah. Um, it does some really interesting stuff. In mm-hmm. that. And, you know, and Catwoman, you know, is in it for a minute. Yeah. Well, she's in it for more than a minute, mm-hmm. but still, um, but like you could do that kind of thing as yeah. well. And there's, there's stuff you can People do. are talking about, um, uh, the possibility of a hush adaptation, a live action hush adaptation, which they already have the animated one coming out. But don't you need an established Batman? You do to do that. Like, you need an established Batman. You need an established Catwoman. You yeah. need an established Killer. I mean, all of the villains show you up need in the, the villain yeah. story. Yeah. Um. I also I was watching uh, some like speculative casting, like who yeah. people would like to see in in different villain roles, and um, they uh, they talked about. Oscar Isaac as Harvey Dent and seeing him transition into Two-Face. Oscar Isaac is one of the most underutilized actors because he just shows up and then dies in almost every movie. And one of the worst ones for it was that movie Annihilation. I don't know if you saw it. No, I didn't. But didn't she play? Didn't he play the husband that fucking dies? He played the husband that disappears and then comes back. And then, spoiler alert, it turns out he's an alien the whole time. Right. And Oscar Isaac is one of the most charismatic actors, and they just have him do this, like, deadpan. I mean, everybody in that movie is fucking deadpan, but they just, it just, the writing that they gave him and what they had him do just seemed like such a waste of that man's talent. You know, in early versions of Force Awakens, he dies. Mm -hmm. Like, early. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. He was also in that movie uh, Suburbicon, the, yeah. the Matt Damon movie yeah. directed by George Clooney that's trying really hard to be like a Tarantino movie. Or I like, never saw it. Yeah. Like a Coen Brothers movie or something like that. And um, he's in that movie for all of like 15 minutes and completely steals the show and then immediately gets poisoned and dies. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, he's advertised in that movie like Brian Cranston was in Godzilla where like he's going to be this presence in this movie and then he shows up and then immediately dies. And I was like, why are you doing this to this guy? He's he's this generation Sean Bean. He really he has such a face and such great uh, it's, he's got charisma, yeah. But I think I think he could pull off a Harvey Dent really well. It would be cool to see. Um but the you know, people talk also they were talking about um having Bane played by Dave Batista. Yeah, why not? Which I think that could also I think that would be some really good casting. Dave Batista is fun. Sure. Dave Batista, you know, after he got cast in Guardians of the Galaxy and was like, I'm gonna take acting classes and I'm gonna like take this shit seriously. When Dave Batista shows up in a movie, Dave Batista shows up in oh, a movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um Dude, his that? his his Eight minutes in Blade Runner was yeah. was awesome. So even I I saw that I watched that movie uh, Hotel Artemis back when it came out with like him and yeah. and Jodie Foster running the criminal hospital out of a hotel, and um, he absolutely fucking steals the show in that movie. Um, and even we saw the trailer for uh, Stuber with him and uh, Kumail Nanjiani and as the Uber driver and the cop. That movie looks fucking hysterical. Looks funny. <laughs> looks funny. So I mean, you know, I think. I think there's a lot of potential because 
honestly, in all of comics continuity, Batman has, if not the best, one of the best rogues galleries in all it's, of it's It's Batman and Spider-Man. Yeah. Batman and Spider-Man, they mm-hmm. have, you know. Because the great thing about Batman's rogues gallery is, like, more than half of them are just are B-level. Yeah. And with Spider-Man, more than mm-hmm. half of them are, like, B-level. Mm-hmm. Like, who are the spider Who's Spider-Man's big ones? Like, we know who Batman's big ones are. Yeah. Batman's big ones are fucking Joker, Penguin, Two-Face, Catwoman. You could throw Mr. Freeze in there. Riddler. But kind of... Riddler is the other one, yeah. But, like, big... Yeah. You know, and then you got Mr. Freeze. He's kind of big. You yeah. got fucking Killer Croc. He's yeah, kind of like big. Scarecrow. You got Scarecrow. Um, he's, 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 he's not he's a become, Yeah, he's yeah. become more recognizable yeah. as time's going on. But. Um, so you look at Spider-Man. Who are Spider-Man's big ones? Spider-Man's big ones are the Green Goblin. Yeah. Uh, the Kingpin. Venom. Venom. Um... I mean, all the symbiotes, really. Yeah, well, yeah, but symbiotes, um, (laughs) you know, but but you have plenty of your, you know, you have plenty of your Bs with Mm. fucking... Oh, yeah. I mean, Craven the Hunter is probably another A, but Mm. I mean, like, you... So, except, you know, you you got, like, Electro, you got fucking... You know, Shocker, Scorpion. Um, I guess the Lizard would be an Mm A-level. Lizard's pretty cool. Lizard's a cool villain, yeah. And, you know... If, if if Chameleon had been there longer, yeah. he would be. Oh, Mysterio. Mm. Rhino. Rhino's a B. Yeah, Rhino's yeah. a B level. Yeah, you could go into a lot of rogues galleries. Mm. They're really interesting. I don't know. Villains are fun. Yeah. Comics are fun. I like comic books. I like comic books. Mm-hmm. And I like comic book villains. And you can – there are a lot of actors that – like um, Taron Egerton yes. was talking about how – he doesn't want to play a superhero because he doesn't want to get tied down to one long franchise right. and, and you know have to turn down. A <laughs> but bunch he wants of work. to play, he wants to play a villain and die at the end of the movie. But, yeah, yeah. He, he like if you cast him as, I mean, you could cast him in in either DC or Marvel as mm-hmm. a villain. That guy's got incredible presence yep. on screen. You know, good range. Mm-hmm. Like. I would love to see him. I think he could. I want to see that Elton John movie really bad because he my, sing, he's yeah. actually sings it. Right, he yeah. sings in it too. My parents saw it and they said it was incredible. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm all about him. I like that kid a lot. Kingsman. I love both of those mm. movies. Are fantastic. Um, what else? What else is going on? You know who I want to see Who's as this? a Batman villain? Who? Killer Moth. Killer fucking Moth. <laughs> Killer Moth. Condiment Man. Calendar Man. Condiment Man, Calendar <laughs> yeah. Man, Calendar Man. Um, not Good Guy Deadshot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I did. I watched the animated um, Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, how was it? Uh, it was all right. It was better than Suicide Squad. It was better than Suicide. I watched a bunch of. Um, a friend of mine let me use his uh, DC Universe, and they have a all, like all the animated yeah. stuff. And I also watched the Swamp Thing pilot, which, which we're is, actually going to talk about in a it's minute. Fucking awesome! In fact, you know what? Let's 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 transition right to mail. Let's go for it. All right, because Jordan starts, so Jordan gets us in. Yeah, we're not. I don't have the sounds hooked up, so we're not yeah. doing. Maybe I'll put in Careless Whisper while I'm in here. <laughs> Uh, Jordan says, Jordan emails us at couchgrouches at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And he says, so being the DC apologist that I am, first a disclaimer, I loved Titans and Doom Patrol on the DC Universe service. Mm-hmm. Really seemed like a turning point in coherent storytelling for DC films slash television. And I was excited by the prospect of Swamp Thing. The trailer was excellent. The pilot was excellent. And now it's been canceled before the second episode even dropped. 
So, what in the ever-loving actual fuck is going on over there? This seems like a major step backward for the streaming service and for the entertainment arm, for their entertainment arm in general. The source material for this stuff is outstanding. So what is holding DC back from making coherent television and films? Studio egos? Poor talent acquisition? Bad writing? Or is the reputation just so bad right now that it can't be saved? And was Dark Phoenix DCEU bad or just average bad? Okay, thanks, bye. Um, average bad. Average bad for sure. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't know Swamp Thing was canceled. I didn't know Swamp Thing was canceled either. And that's, that's incredibly sur- – Swamp Thing had – Watching that pilot, there's a moment in that pilot where Swamp Thing has the best John Carpenter-esque body horror since The Thing. Yeah. Like, this absolutely incredibly terrifying moment of, like, just vines eviscerating bodies. And it is fucking horrifying and awesome, and I fucking want more of it. You want to know what I think? Hmm. I think um, because it's very clear that Warner Brothers, who owns DC, right, has always been plagued by people that are completely disconnected with comic books, mm-hmm. um, and that goes all the way back to Tim Burton. Yeah, the last comics accurate DC film that I can think of is the um, is the seventy eight Richard Donner Superman. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, you know, and I'm not kidding. Like I love Batman. Mm-hmm. I love the Tim Burton Batmans, but they're not, they really don't cleave to much. They're really they're not really. There hasn't been a live action Batman movie that has been yeah a Batman. So no, they're almost always villain films, and Batman's mm-hmm. kind of a, a a force of nature right. in the back in the background. Um, <clears throat> I'll bet you. So my point is actually that you know, so basically, I feel like DC's problem has always been um, their executives, be that mm-hmm. be it executive producers. Um, the John Peters giant spider story is always very funny by <laughs> Kevin Smith. Um, Lorenzo Bonaventura, like, you know, who's always been pretty enthusiastic about the films he makes. But, you know, sometimes you think he's just probably he might just not mm-hmm. be as connected as he should be. Um, I have a feeling that Swamp Thing was expensive to make. And it looks the visual effects in that show are are that it was expensive to make top-notch. and it didn't. It didn't move as many DC Universe subscriptions that they had projected. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened is you have an executive who doesn't know a goddamn thing. Right. And said, well, you know what? Swamp Thing is not a superhero movie. We Not a superhero property. Mm-hmm. You know what's popular right now? Superheroes. Marvel does superheroes. Mm-hmm. We need to only do superheroes. Yeah. I really honestly feel like that that's probably a good example okay. of what happened. I think someone who is out of touch mm-hmm. just decided now that, 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 we, that we want superheroes. Right. We want, you know, which is why Doom Patrol's on there, which is, mm-hmm. although Doom Patrol's barely a fucking right. superhero show. I will say I have started watching Titans after I watched the pilot of Swamp Thing because I was like, if this is what the DC Universe TV shows are, which I will say, DC's TV has done much better writing wise and acting wise and overall. Compared to the movies. I'm telling you right now, I've always enjoyed the WB shows. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed Arrow. Um, I hate characters on Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Felicity Smoke and fucking just dying of fire. Um, I, I, the Flash is uniformly fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Um, I only hate Iris for one season because mm-hmm. she's an indignant little bitch. Yeah. And then she realizes he's the Flash mm-hmm. and is a little bit, you know, but still right. a little indignant. But then she finally comes mm-hmm. around. And that fucking Jesse L. Martin's on that show, and yeah. it just makes anything better that he does. 
um, what, what uh, Legends of Tomorrow is fucking ridiculous. Legends and that's of what Tomorrow makes it awesome. Is, I I did not watch the last season, but my friend of the show, Josh, uh, it's his favorite TV show, and he was trying to get Janine to watch the show, and he described the last season in like some detail about like what the plot was. And he was like, so they go back in time and they go to Woodstock and one of them gets their nipple bit off and then it gets spit into a portal to hell and the nipple becomes a demon and they have to fight it. And I was like, yes, that is legends of tomorrow. Yeah. And that show is (laughs) fucking ridiculous and it's hysterical. Um, the first season of Supergirl was really good. But then after that, um, Supergirl just came you – know, pretty much Supergirl followed the same formula over and over again. Yeah. Supergirl is stupid and ignorant about a very simple like issue mm-hmm. and by the end of the, the the 42 minutes, she learns something. Well, and that's – Supergirl is the worst part of the Supergirl television show. Yes. Everybody um, else is everybody, awesome. Like, uh, you know, especially like, you know, you got Martian Manhunter on there. I loved Lena Luthor on sure. that show. She was fantastic. Sure. Um the, all of your hey man, James, James, you know James Olsen. Yeah, is, you know his guardian is dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. There's, she really is, and it's, and you'd never think that I would. You, you know, you're gonna hear this and go, what? The worst thing that happened for super for Supergirl mm-hmm. for that character especially was when Calista Flockhart got pulled off because she was honestly. She was straight up entertaining. I liked mm. that character. Mm-hmm. Um, and what she was was she was kind of a surprising conscience right. character. Yeah. Like you think she's like this vacuous, very su- superficial mm-hmm. character and then she whips wisdom on you. Right. And it's just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Fucking Ally she's, McBeal yeah. for the win, you know? So I don't know. I, I so Supergirl I've never been a big fan of. But mm-hmm. yes, you are correct. Uniformly, their television is yeah. very strong. Um, Obviously, their animated is oh, yeah. spectacular. But um, yeah, watching Swamp Thing, I want more Swamp Thing after watching it. Like after I watched that show, I thought about, you know, it's it's really the price of the DC service. You so get a lot of content You get for back it. issues of comics You get too, comics, right? yeah. you get TV, and you get movies. And you get yeah. a surprising amount of movies. Yeah. Um, you get like full on like those Michael Keaton Batman movies are on there on that service. Those you know the Richard Donner Batman movie, is, Superman, movies, Superman yeah. movie is on there. The all almost all of their animated movies are all on there. Um, their animated television shows, you know, including you know the animated Superman show with Clancy Brown. You know the Batman don't the animated think series? Batman the animated series is on there, but Batman Beyond is Batman the animated series might be owned by Fox. That's why. Yeah, and then. Um, you know, uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited are on there. Um, Teen Titans? Teen Titans is on there. Teen Titans Go? I don't know if Teen Titans Go is. I know the original Teen Titans. But Teen Titans is, is on there, yeah. which is what matters. Um, <laughs> which is what matters. But it really... We like Teen Titans, but not Teen Titans Go, right? Correct. Okay, that's yes. the way I feel as well. Yes. Okay. Teen Titans Go is... is a. It's not as good as a, Teen Titans. It's a travesty. Yeah, it really is. It really is. <laughs> Um, so yeah, good, 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 quite good, good question, Jordan. Um, but if, if you are correct and you have just informed me that Swamp Thing is canceled, that is incredibly disappointing because that pilot episode was fucking phenomenal. Our next question comes to us, uh, at couchcrouches at gmail.com from Rob, from Rob Baker. Okay. Um, remember he wants to help with your butt thing. Right. Um, he says, this may be too much of a spoiler question, but here goes. What did you think of the use of the F-bomb? 
he's talking about oh, um, in, in, in Dark, Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. He goes, I thought it was slightly unnecessary. Would have had more impact if he actually stopped him with it. Um, and then he goes, you know, it, so basically I'm, we're not going to say where it was. Mm. Um, it was clearly your one PG-13 yeah. fuck that you're allowed. Um, and it was very clearly a failed intimidation yeah. role because yeah. he says it and then the, he just goes, yeah, OK. And he turns around yeah. and starts walking away. Um, I think it was completely and totally out of place mm. where it was. Um, the best – I would tell you what. The best PG-13 F-bomb of all time was in first class. Yeah. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. You know, it's yeah. it's it's perfect. Because that's on brand. And that's totally Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know. Um, sitting there drinking whiskey, smoking mm. a cigar at a bar. Two guys come up. I don't fucking fuck off. Yeah. So, um, so I personally thought that it was out of place. Mm. Um, I don't feel like it raised the stakes at all. No. I am a profane person, mm-hmm. and I believe in the judicious application of profanity to language. I believe in it. Um, I think it's because it's how people talk. It's colloquial. It's 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 colloquial. A colloquial. Fuck you. It's 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 the way people talk. Yeah, I I I think it's appropriate in in a lot of cases. Um, do I just feel like it, you know I, I I don't I wasn't mad at it, but I'm like yeah, that's is, kind yeah. of a detraction because it it's out of place for the character and as it, well. It also not only that, but like I said, I think I think a lot of this cast did better in this movie than they did in Apocalypse, but I still don't believe half of the relationships between these people. I agree. So it it coming when it did and where it did, I was like, I I don't believe you care enough. (laughs) Right. Right. No, I agree. Um, And, you know, like the F-bomb in uh, Days of Future Past, which was a callback to the the first class one, except uh, Professor X says it. Yeah, right. You know, you know, you gotta you gotta place them in the right place, and mm. honestly, you got you got the right actor right. has to be de- deliver them the right way. And I just I thought that it was a misstep. I just mm. you know it, it um it, I I hate to say it like it happened, and I literally bent over to Joe and go, "There's your superfluous. Uh, there's mm. your uh, one permitted uh, f bomb really, in a PG thirteen. It really was kind of shoehorned in. Like there wasn't really a place for it in this whole movie. It, and I it just wasn't don't, necessary. I don't yeah. understand what the purpose was. It was because we're PG-13, but we want to be. And clearly they wanted to, you know, uh, bank on the fact that all these rated R superhero movies, especially in the in the um, X-Men line with Deadpool and with Logan, both doing so well – they were like, we want to make it bloody and we want to say fuck because yeah. we want it to be as close to R-rated as we can get it. And I think the action sequence and the bloodiness of it and the violence of it worked really well. Yep. But I don't think the F-bomb was necessary. I don't know. All right. Next question. Final question of the night comes from a friend of the show. We would play I'm Too Sexy right now mm-hmm. for uh, for Sam. Um. Sam comes to us on facebook.com slash couch grouches mm-hmm. and says, um, so it's a little long cause he's Sam, right? but it's good. Sam says, as someone who's a regular gym attendee, and if you saw Sam, you'd know this, 
As someone who's a regular gym attendee and a personal trainer, I have a lot of knowledge about how to build a muscular physique. Mm. The key to becoming muscular is through is through overstraining your muscle fibers through resistance training to quote unquote damage them. Mm-hmm. Then with rest and proper nutrition, the body will repair those damaged fibers and make them bigger and stronger. Right. This is a process called hypertrophy, and it is the only way to increase the size of your muscles. Also, if you neglect your workouts, your muscle size will atrophy and they will shrink again. Mm-hmm. So it occurred to me that there is an abundance of comic book superheroes who possess incredibly muscular physiques. But they also possess insane levels of superhuman strength, characters like Thor, Thanos, Superman, etc. So those characters, in order to maintain their physiques, have to be engaging in hypertrophic workouts. workouts. But since their strength is so off the scale, they would need to lift proportionately heavy weights in order to keep their muscles. So my question is, exactly what kind of insane workouts are, are, are these superheroes doing to keep in shape? Sam, I need you to watch the first Incredibles movie. Because Mr. Incredible needs to get back in shape, so he goes to the train yard and just starts bench-pressing trains. <laughs> That's And he slowly starts adding more and more trains and cargo crates and all that shit to this workout. I feel like at this point we talk about dense molecular structure mm-hmm. and how these creatures just have a more dense molecular structure mm-hmm. and thus their muscle fibers are um, – I could also say, hey, you know what? Um, and then you totally like uh, – take this and shit on it by saying Superman can fly, but maybe their gravity is lower on Krypton. So with the, the gravity of the earth being heavier, he's constantly exercising. Mm -hmm. Now he can, he's so powerful that he can break that gravity and fly. But when he's just walking around or even when he's flying, he's fighting against this constant gravitational pull. Mm -hmm. And there's his workout lame. Um, Thor doesn't count. He's a God. Yeah, guns just get to... Odin just says, hey, you look pretty. Except, evidently, if you've seen Endgame, and we're long past spoilers... Oh, yeah. He can drink and Fortnite himself into a body like me. Mm -hmm. Um, Thanos, I don't know. Um, Thanos, I don't know. He he wipes out three civilizations before breakfast, or half of three civilizations before breakfast, takes a shower, then takes a break, makes sure sure he eats plenty of protein... You know, I I don't know. It's a it's well, a good, they, it's a good question. They sort of touch on it in a way in the first uh, in that first Captain America movie where they talk about the way that his body works when he's sitting there drinking and he's like, because of my metabolism, metabolism yeah. and my you know increased healing pro- properties, I can't get drunk. So his body is probably constantly you know. Regardless of what he's doing and what the workout is, his his muscles are staying the way that they are because they're constantly keeping themselves at that level. Well, it's like the thing with Wolverine is that Wolverine is, you know, it's it, you know the Wolverine body the bo- should have the like most beast leg muscles of all time just because his muscle his skeletal he's structure his skeleton around his fucking thousands like, of pounds. So I mean, there's his exercise. Yeah. yeah, it's not thousands of pounds. It's it's adamantium, so it's yeah. super light, but still, it adds like. Like a hundred and fifty mm. pounds. Well, to yeah. His, when they when frame. they say that his his weight is something, he's like, like three hundred like, pounds. He's, he's, he's like yeah, like he's he's like three fifteen or yeah. three twenty on a five foot four dude. Right. Yeah. Um. But but one hundred and fifty of that pounds is just hair. Yeah. Really. So, <laughs> so but I but I figure like the weight with him, um, he um, he's always healing. Right. 
And, you know, what is he always healing from? Cellular degeneration, which mm-hmm. is what happens to all of us when we die. Because right. we're dying slowly. Mm-hmm. Some of us slower, uh, faster than others. But he's not. He's constantly regenerating. Right. He's constantly Which is why healing. he always looks the same age right. as for you know, long. Which, mind you, you know, then you look at Logan as he, you know, who, you know, how old is he? You know, if, you know, by the end, so we don't even know what year Logan is, but it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely in the, in pretty, the 2000, yeah. in the late 2000s, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think, what, what is it? Professor X says he's 90 at one point. Something like that. Yeah. So if he's 90, you figure, um, he was, a he's a little younger than Magneto. Um, so we'll say that Magneto was born in, I'm going to try to do this. So in the comic, not even going by the film, you can go right. by the films because we're talking about Logan. So you go by the film. Mm-hmm. Um, Magneto was 10 or 12 in like 1941. Right. Or 1942. So let's say, let's, let's, so we're going to say 12 in 1942. Mm-hmm. So he was born in 1930. Right. We're going to say that Magneto's five years older mm-hmm. than Charles. Charles was born 1935. 90 years later is 2025, which works pretty well right. for, for, for Logan. So mm-hmm. it's 2025 in the future, which would make Logan. Because Logan was born, what, sometime in the 1800s or so, 1700s? Which could make in the 1800s. In, uh, we could make, we could say Logan is close to 200 years old. Right. Um, yeah, y- your body runs down after mm-hmm. a while, so you know. And the fact the guy drinks a quarter whiskey a day—that and also you know. the metal in his skeleton is slowly poisoning him. Yep, I mean, and that's always been um, in the comic book. Um, the metal in his skeleton doesn't poison him, but what it does do is when he loses his powers because mm-hmm. he's stripped of his powers from the Genosians right. at one point. He is dying mm-hmm. because his bones are coated in metal thus his marrow can't uh can't um produce uh, additional hemoglobin right so in the past you know his red blood cells would die they would just be regenerated mm-hmm. by his healing factor right um at this point um i press the button and ogre says nerds <laughs> um but once his healing factor is gone he just starts dying yeah um which he almost fucking died. Like mm. in, in the which that also happens in the Wolverine, right? Which but is all, which is trash. That movie is trash. That movie is trash. And they waste. So I shouldn't say that movie is trash. The first half of that movie is actually rather mm. good. Yeah. Um, in fact, I would say the first three quarters of that film is mm. actually really good. But when they decide to go action movie at the end and give it your standard, <sighs> you know, your standard bullshit B mm-hmm. superhero movie ending. I had a problem with that because you really had an opportunity to go interesting places mm-hmm. with it. Um, you had some interesting characters. Um, you know, it wasn't a good movie right. ever at all, Not but it wasn't a bad it. movie either. Um, but you know, a third act can really ruin a film mm-hmm. if it's if it's poor. And the thing about the Wolverine is that third act was so out of place from the rest of that film, right? That it was just too bizarre. Mm. Um, I didn't like it. So, um, wow, musculature. So, yeah. It's good a, question, Sam. It's a good question, Sam. But seriously, the the best 
example of superhero workout is the first Incredibles movie, I have to say. That's, and I mean, different superheroes have to work out different ways. Like, you know, I'm sure the super strong ones, like, like Hulk clearly doesn't have to work out because Hulk just roid rages out. Um, but like, Dude, you know, Hulk incredibly damages his body yeah. every time he turns into the Hulk. Right. But like the flash is not going to work out. Like the flash should have really giant leg muscles no, because they, of how much he uses. They them. talk about this though on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not doing damage. He's not hurting his body. He's just burning yeah, he's burning fuel so quickly. Which is why he has to eat. But like, so you think about it, what he's doing, what probably what he's doing is he's staying lean because he's devouring his own muscles. Right. His own muscle fiber. I, I don't know. I guess that's damage. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I, but he's, yeah, that's why. His, but he's his constantly stuff. in a state of starvation. All of the, all of the flashes have to eat like. All the several, carbs. Several million calories yeah. a day or whatever. All the carbs. Yeah. Makes money. The Flash is like, yeah, Michael Phelps, Phelps is a pussy. Mm-hmm. 20,000 calories a day. I could eat 100,000 calories That's a day. It. And they make him this special, like, bars yep. that are, you know, compacted. Compacted. And it's calories. also, you know, they have to make him the special alcohol so he can get drunk and he's drunk for all the 15 seconds before it wears off. Yep. But yeah, you know, it's. But it's. Uh, yeah. There are only so many big belly burgers he can eat. Right. Ooh, I could go for a big belly burger mm-hmm. right now. Got to eat But yeah, different superheroes need to work out different ways. What a good question. Yeah. This has been a nerdy fucking episode. It's good though. It's a good episode. I like this episode. You know, and it's you know, I, I think I think we're gonna be under one fifteen. That's not bad. It's not half bad. So a shorter episode yeah. of Couch we've Crouches. Given them, we've given them some super long ones. Yeah. Um but this is I think I think we're at a good place. Pretty happy about yeah. that. So um I'll keep you guys up to date with the uh, progress of my little um LARP Im- improv project. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cool idea. Um I'm really curious on your thoughts, uh, uh, Grouch Potatoes, about um, the concept of doing improv workshops with a with a kind of centered on LARP. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we kind of joke about us being not joke. You know, LARPers often say, you know, when they're trying to explain to the to the straights what they do, they mm-hmm. call it a form of improvisational right. acting. So. Um, as someone that has been trained in improvisational acting, I'll put your money where your mouth is, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool. And if you want to let us know what you think about it, Joe, how do they get in touch with us? Well, they can email us, uh, couchgrouches at gmail.com. They can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash couchgrouches. They can find us on Twitter and Instagram. That's at couchgrouches. All right. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what we're doing next week. No, we'll figure it out. But um, I got a couple ideas. Mm-hmm. I got to make a couple phone calls. Yeah. Or uh, emails, rather. Who calls each other on the phone anymore? Yeah. I'm in my 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we'll uh, come up with something fun or yeah. at least something to waste some time. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. And uh, please come back next week. And, hey, you know what? If I know there are a lot of new people out here. Check out our archives. Mm-hmm. Um, we we got some funny shit out there. We got there. some good stuff. Yeah, I got some people that have been yeah, listening. If we been. can recommend a couple episodes, uh, The Room has always been a popular episode. Classic Drunken Crawl. Drunken Crawl is a big one, especially if you listen to it while you're watching yep. Crawl. Um, if you're looking for something a little bit more, I don't want to say on the serious side, but on the like not like super 
um, one of our best rated one was the uh, interview that I did with Mallory uh, mm-hmm. Spencer. Yeah. Um, that's actually a really good show. I'm really happy with mm-hmm. that show. Um, mine and Gonzo's toxic fandoms are pretty good as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of really good stuff out there. If you guys are new, um, definitely give it a listen. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Thanks for, thanks for listening. And, yeah. uh, we hope we're uh, still doing it for you, but and in the if meantime, you, yeah, if you ahead. are new, um, we definitely want to hear from you. We want you to reach out. We, we love when people are reaching out for us and, and sending us mail, sending us news articles, sending us. Rimble Timbley fan fiction, whatever you guys got, we want to have it. And if you're listening to the show and you listen out of some form of obligation and you think we suck, we really want to know. Again, one of my dreams with this show is to have a legitimate troll. Mm -hmm. Not one of my friends trolling me to make me feel better. That has already (laughs) happened. It's like, yeah, I know you. Um, I'm really – I really want to say something that's really going to piss somebody off. So if you know any – real um people looking to be offended mm-hmm. um find something on the show that we've said and let them oh, there's, us there's plenty yeah. of things i'm yeah. sure you can find yeah. to, to things offend. that i things that i've missed uh, missed editing yeah, yeah. all right or enough. things that were just too funny that <laughs> too funny things to, to, when to, we're to tired and we just oh, yeah. fucking lose it yeah grouching after dark oh it doesn't happen <laughs> all right everybody so for couch grouches this is jim i'm joe fuck on audience this point, Gonzo would say something pithy and funny. Come back soon. <laughs>